the humanities and social sciences. Welcome to another episode of Oh the Humanities and Social Sciences, the hashtag hashchat podcast. In part three of my chat with Susan Caldas, we discuss geostem and how geography and STEM can work together. You did mention uh, geostem. Now, for the people listening at home, before we uh, we did this interview uh, and before we organised it, um, we threw around some ideas about what we can talk about, about uh, breaking it up into a couple of smaller little parts. Um, I knew you were going to talk about the PhD and we we're going to talk about, um, about uh, your trip to Singapore and the importance of Asia. However, you then mentioned something about STEM and you were very tight-lipped <laughs> about what it was. So you've sizzled, uh, you've, you've sizzled it very well and I'm very intrigued because I actually I'm, I'm really excited to hear about what you're going to say because I've got no <laughs> idea what it's going to be about at all. So um, what, what, okay. what is it? Okay, all right. So um, in 2018 there was a decadal plan for geography released uh, by the Australian Academy of Science and the National Committee for Geographical Sciences. And this document is freely available. It's called Geography Shaping Australia's Futures. Um, I've done many plugs for it and circulated the link. Um, And it's freely available um, on the um, Australian Academy of Sciences website and also now on the AGDA website. So if if anyone just Googled geography shaping Australia's future, uh, colloquially we just call it the decadal plan for geography. Um, But this document really um, sets out some future directions for the discipline of geography in schools, at university, in industry and careers and for the professional associations. And um, there were a number of contributing authors and, um, you know, uh, well, you'd find out if you read it anyway that I was one of them and, I mean, my contribution was only very small and only within one chapter. Um, but the the eminent geographers of Australia were contributing to 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 the chapters that are part of this decadal plan that, you know, covers um, food security, health and wellbeing, the economy, the Asia-Pacific region, um, natural hazards, regional and rural Australia, um, Australia's cities. So it's for the discipline of geography as a whole and then comes targeted into what can geography look like in schools and universities and amongst the associations. And this decadal plan is has a series of recommendations to uh, progress the discipline of geography and to promote its sort of value in broader society and I guess in sort of government decision making and policy and funding. And so one of the recommendations within the Geography in Australian Schools chapter is for geography to be recognised as a partial STEM subject. And I'll read the recommendation. Uh, the, National Ge- the National Committee for Geographical Sciences and the Australian Geography Teachers Association develop a case for submission to Ministers of Education for geography to be recognised as a partial STEM subject. 
And so um, having been a contributing author to this particular chapter, and there are other recommendations. Um, so for those who are interested, um, one of the recommendations also within the Geography in Australian Schools is for the National Committee of Geographical Sciences and ACTA to make submissions to the Ministers of Education for making geography a compulsory subject up to year 10. At the moment, you know, it's mandatory up to year 8 and states and territories then decide if they're going to continue it into year 10 um, in, in New South Wales we're fortunate, but um, it's, it's not the case that geography goes to year 10 um, across the rest of Australia necessarily. Um, and, and there's another recommendation about the, um, you know, need to improve the quality of uh, teacher education in geography, which is also where sort of my PhD fits into that. But to go back to the, the STEM um, initiative, um, I guess being a, a director on the AGDA board and being a contributing author to this decadal plan, um, once the recommendation is made, then you have to act on it. And so um, earlier this year, I wrote for the Australian Council of Educators journal, um, the professional educator around HASS and STEM and where it's enabled or constrained. Um, that was sort of the view I was taking where I was, you know, trying to show that, you know, um, you know, ge geography is beautifully positioned actually to be recognised as both a STEM subject and it's also a humanities subject, you know, a HASS subject. And in schools we position it within HASS. But, you know, for those of us who've had students um, particularly in our senior classes, I think, who do the biology and all the earth and environmental sciences as well as the geography, um, you notice the difference in the quality of their work and the complexity of the answers that they're able to provide. Um, the Australian Curriculum Geography was written specifically to connect with the Australian Curriculum Science uh, to minimise overlap and to, to increase, you know, complementarity of, of areas where, where science and geography naturally connect, you know. And so, um, you know, the, the end result of my paper for the ACE journal was basically, I mean, I, I did sit on the fence, but it was basically making the case that, that geography is both. It's not all one or the other. It depends on the um, part of geography that you're looking at as to whether it's it's more within the humanities realm or more within the science and STEM realm. And then uh, just recently um, was it was an amazing experience to be able to actually write with uh, Dr Grant Kleeman and put together a paper all around um, the, the idea behind why geography can and should be recognised as a partial STEM subject. And on the back of that, um, I was then able to go to uh, Science Meets Parliament um, in November. And um, I'll, I'll pause in a minute because you've probably got another question to ask me. Um, but I guess the, the decadal plan forms the foundation for where Australian experts in geography feel that the discipline should go based on research, um, not just, you know, somebody's whim um, based on international experiences as well. And um, I guess there's many of us and the conversation is had in many ways about, well, where's the geography in STEM, you know, and, and it's, it's STEM but this part's geography and I guess this is a way to encourage that dialogue and promote awareness about it um, in a 
in a sensitive, slow and steady way um, so that we get the both best of both worlds of what geography is going to offer. Yeah, and, and look, there's, there's, a, there's a, I think, a, a very false dichotomy there of, um, you know, Hass mm. versus versus mm. STEM where, you know, and, and never the mm. two shall meet. Absolutely. Um, whereas, you know, it, it's, it's there, you, you can't not intertwine them. There's so many lessons um, in the geography classroom where you're looking, um, you know, you're looking at uh, weather, for example, you look at how do they, how do they predict weather? How do you, how do you, how do you, how do they, um, you know, particularly yeah. what's happening at the moment uh, with, with climate and then the fires and everything that's happening. It's, mm. you know, how do they predict it? How do they, how do they, how can they do that? And you go, well, you can make a STEM lesson out of that. There's some That's great right. lessons where you can, um, you know, do practical hands-on work in terms of, well, can we make our well, own weather station? Yeah, well, you know. Then <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up, Marco, and I can't believe that um, you did because I know you had no idea what I was going to say. But the weather station example and the weather was exactly what I used in, at Science Meets Parliament to be able to make the case um, for understanding the relevance and contribution of geography to STEM education. Um, so it's, it's absolutely perfect that you just kind of use that example um, because that was something that I wanted to talk about um, next, actually, yeah. Oh, so in terms of um, Science Meets Parliament, so it's a two-day event run by Science and Technology Australia and it's full of STEM professionals um, from industry and from academia and from policy and also parliamentarians, obviously. Um, I guess all flouting our wares, if you like, and um, making the case and making a pitch for why our STEM field is important and um, worthy of further consideration. So to be able to participate in the superstars uh, in the um, Science Meets Parliament, you need to have a pitch and you need to have a uh, create a model to be able to demonstrate your pitch that you leave with the parliamentarian that you meet. So every member, every delegate who attends Science Meets Parliament gets uh, allocated to a parliamentarian and um, I was with uh, Senator Louise Pratt from Western Australia who is our closet geographer I'm sure at heart um, it was just amazing to to be with her um, and I think the electorates she works with in Western Australia you know um, very much aware about environmental management and change climate change um, weather <laughs> you know being one of them um, you know uh, soil 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 and land use, um, all those sorts of things. And so my, my pitch was fairly simple. I mean, my pitch was geography education. Geography is a partial STEM subject. You know, you have to have it in, you know, 15 words or less kind of thing. Um, and then I thought, well, how am I going to, to show this? And on the NASA website, there are a series of STEM uh, units of work. Um, across the stages and one of them is called the weather station it's called stem stage five you know science information software technology mathematics um and so i've put in of course and geography and uh throughout the program of work um because it was an editable document um i was able to show how this stem unit of work around a weather station builds on knowledge about weather and climate from stage four geography, okay, and um, draws on, um, you know, geographical learning in terms of the um, inquiry process 
um, to be able to make this weather station geographically purposeful. Then I had to construct a model of this weather station as well. So basically what I was saying is that, you know, you it's all very well to build a weather station, but what are you going to do with it once you've built it? You know, so this this STEM unit as it is from Nessa, it's a great unit and it's quite intricate, of course, in the technology that's involved in being able to make it and the mathematics that's, that's you know, the applied mathematics for being able to sort of create this, um, you know, sort of um, ele- electronic, um, you know, weather station, battery-operated weather station. Um, but there was nothing then about, you know, understanding the, influence of place on the type of weather that you're going to be um, experiencing, you know, Um, and then what are you going to do with this weather and what does this tell you, these weather recordings, and what does it tell you about change over time? Um, So I was saying, you know, it's all very well to, to build and construct this weather station, but you actually need to understand why you need to know about the weather, what you would expect the weather to be like in this particular area, and then you collect, obviously, your rain and your temperature and your wind readings and and soil moisture and all the rest of it, and you work out if, you know, actually what you're collecting in this weather station is sort of uh, correlating with what you would normally experience uh, or expect weather to be like in this place. And from there, that prompts further questions for further investigation and you can start to make some assertions about, you know, has it, is this changing over time? Is this expected? If so, why? If not, why? And um, I set it around the context of a, of a school school grounds and school garden, you know. Um, so, so that was uh, what I did. And whilst I was not capable at all of building uh, the battery-operated um, STEM-focused weather station, fortunately I found one in Bunnings that was pretty much exactly what they wanted. And then I added the geographical tools on top of it in terms of, um, you know, a, a map of where you are and, and where this would be located, um, the, the soil thermometer, the rain gauge, you know, the old school weather station stuff that you can collect your data first to make some of your observations about whilst you're building this, you know, highfalutin, you know, whiz-bang proper weather station to go with it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's about showing, I think, connection to place. It's about showing how you can use various GIS technology and it's about realising that, you know, there is the intersection between geography and STEM and some of it is in content and some of it is in pedagogy because in geography we do use the scientific method of investigation for our fieldwork, you know. We've got the primary and the, and the secondary research Um, And I think the real contribution of geography is that we provide that place-based, spatially focused analysis and that real understanding of the human environment um, interaction. And then that leads to the further posing of questions and helps us to make sense of the data that we collect and um, can really sort of help us lead uh, towards making some sort of future focus predictions and and goals to work towards. So, yeah. So that's um, that's yeah. yeah go, so, go. so, so this re- so this recommendation to include geography as a as a mm. partial STEM subject. Um, what where, where to yeah. from here then? Like, is when's when 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 is this going to be 
considered or knocked back or or accepted? How is that going to fit into the broader yeah. curriculum of things? Uh, how what's the what's the the next sort I of think stage the next, in this? So the next stage really is to encourage dialogue. Um, there's appetite from ministers and from STEM professionals around the role of geography in STEM, particularly when you're framing geography as the intersection of the humanities and the sciences and that there is the technology and the science and the maths component of geography together. At the moment, it's going to be a bridge too far to start to see the G in STEM as in S-T-E-G-M. Do you know what I mean? That That's going to put yeah. people off yeah. and um, it's not going to be um, a, a helpful way to proceed. But to start encouraging that dialogue around, well, every time we're looking at a STEM unit of work, you know, to be able to show and demonstrate and articulate where the geography is, you know, here it falls in the science part. Do you know what I mean? Over here, um, if yep. you, you know, particularly with the use of GIS and everything, well, there's your technology, okay? A lot of our mapping and our measurements and all of that sort of stuff, obviously there's a lot of numeracy and mathematics involved in that. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. it's about um, so the, the papers that have been written already are, I guess, part of, um part of dialogue that will be presented to ministers it's a very uh, and one thing i did learn from the science meets parliament is that it's it's a slow steady dialogue you know you you can't go in there demanding and rushing for decisions to be made it's about promoting awareness and it's about just keep modeling yourself and keep um reinforcing that that this is the case. We know that geography is not a full STEM subject and we don't obviously uh, wish that to be the case, but some formal recognition, um, and I think this needs to come from the science teaching community as well. It's not the, the policymakers and the, the STEM professionals that are um, reluctant to engage in the discussion. Sometimes it can be, um, I guess, because in schools we work in such siloed areas that sometimes, you know, you, I guess, need to be a little bit protective of your domain or you, you, you see your subject as your subject is. And, and sometimes it's, it's the responsibility in schools to just keep saying, you know, that would be amazing. We could connect in with this in geography in, in this way here or that that place-based analysis will really provide a, a geographical perspective to it or have you considered the, the human environment interconnections? So I guess to answer your question, um, it's the slow, steady awareness raising, first of all, that's going to come through um, sessions at, the annual conference um, that's going to come through papers that are released is going to be a strategy that ACTA will start to lead in um, and obviously, you know, New South Wales will be involved yeah. in that as well. Um, so it'll be quite it'll be quite glacial to put a geographical spin. Yeah, yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. hopefully not. Dis- hopefully not one that disappears. Yes, that's right. And I guess it's also about nomenclature as well and expectation. And yeah. you know, we we really also um, need to do some sort of um, collaboration with our geography education community in terms of getting their thoughts about it and what they'd like to see and where they see geography and STEM coming together or not because also we have to consider that 
you know, whilst we've got the decadal plan here, which is full of recommendations and directions for the future and the betterment of the discipline, you know, you have to have your geography community with you on it as well. So um, whilst we've kind of started the process, um, there's work that also needs to be done with geography educators in schools, in universities, in the community about their ideas um, and hopes and aspirations for uh, geography and STEM. And once we kind of get a picture about you know, what, what's working with us and what might be some obstacles that we'll need to overcome along the way. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to take a, a few years, um, but it's something that we mention in the submissions um, as part of the curriculum review. And I, I guess the process is starting, but it's got to be gentle and um, we've got to have people with us as well. So that'll be our next piece of work. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and and look, just to, um, to, to sort of um, cap off and to finish off, uh, you mentioned the professional educator journal from uh, the Australian College mm. of Educators. Um, it, it was a it was a uh, a Hass uh, themed edition called "Where mm. Hast Thou Gone," uh, which I thought was mm. great. I love a good pun. Um, uh, I was a contributor to that as well, uh, talking about this podcast actually in the role that that podcasts play in in Hass teaching learning, but. If um, anyone listening is really interested in learning more about um, about Hass, why humanities, social science is so important in STEM, uh, sorry, in a world of STEM, uh, how we can um, break down that silo and break down that um, that that false um, dichotomy of one or the other, as opposed to um, them working mm. hand in hand, um, I highly recommend um, finding a way to access that uh, through legitimate channels, of course. Um, through the Australian mm-hmm. College of Educators um, and have a read because the, the great articles in that edition. Yeah, they were really helpful articles and the, the scope of authorship that they were able, the editorial team got for that was incredible and um, it gave a fantastic picture about what's happening across Australia and different ideas that exist and, um, yeah, yeah, I completely support that, Marco. Like go and go and read that as the first port of call because um, all journals, all the journal articles, they're really readable, they're very informative um, and, and they, you know, they enable you to make up your own mind and you may be persuaded by one or two of those articles or you may uh, stay where you feel you sit already um, but there are a series of great articles um, written by, you know, brilliant educators from around the country so yeah yeah well look, susan thank you so much for um for for giving up your time to have a chat on the podcast again um i really do appreciate it as do the listeners i hope so and um i hope i hope it was interesting and helpful i know i uh, carried on a little bit about my areas of passion um but thank you for the opportunity to speak about them and um yeah i wish you all the best with the future of the podcast this year because it's getting a lot of traction i know a lot of people really like listening to your episodes thank you for listening to continue the conversation find us on twitter at hashtag #hashchat. this podcast is part of the australian educators online network AEON.net.au